You're listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audiocast. Life throws all kinds of mess at you, and we start to worry and we start to stress. But you know what the Lord says about worrying? He said, He said, doesn't He clothe? Doesn't He clothe the flowers? Doesn't He uh, feed the birds? Right? And, and they don't sow, but that they, they get fed. And how much more does the Lord love us? Praise God. He's not going to let anything happen to us. He's going to always meet each and every one of our needs. And he's going to bless us. And we just got to trust in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to try not to be too long this morning now that we had some testimonies. But I do have a word from the Lord to bring to you guys today. I do. If we could stand just for the reading of this first scripture. <clears throat> From 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 19. 2 Kings, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 19. And if you don't have your Bibles with you, Sister Shakira's got it pulled right up here on the screen. Praise the Lord. It tells us in 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 19, it says, Because thine heart was tender... And thou hast humbled thyself there before the Lord, before the Lord, when thou heardest what I spoke against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse, and has rent thy clothes and wept before me, I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. Praise God. I want to preach to you guys this morning. Just a few minutes on conviction. Conviction. Brother Caleb, would you pray for us this morning? Pray in the name of Jesus. You help the man God preach the word of the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you lead us and give, uh, give us wisdom and understanding throughout the service, Lord, that we may preach the word to other people, Lord, and bring them to you in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, you may be seated. Conviction. Praise God. Conviction. Let me tell you a little something about conviction. The Word of God should always convict us. The Word of God should convict us. Amen. The problem with the world today is that, and the problem with the world today is instead of being convicted by the Word of God, they're offended by the Word of God. But can I tell you that all the problem with the church today is that some people get con get offended by the word of God instead of convicted by the word of God. It's true. In the church even as well. We see it every day. Praise God. If you look at our opening scripture, 2 Kings chapter 22. <clears throat> I'm going to back it up so I can show you the context of this scripture. In 2 Kings chapter 22 verse 2. It says, and he... Did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Actually, I missed the first part. I don't have that one up there, but I want to read chapter 1. It says, Josiah was 8 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jedidiah and daughter of Adiah of Bascath. Okay, so Josiah, he was the king. He was the king of Israel at this time. And it says that he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And he walked in all the ways of David his father, who was actually his great, 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 great grandfather. But they said that's how they said it back then. 
It says, And he that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of David his father and turned not aside the right hand nor the left hand. He walked in the ways of the Lord. He obeyed God. He did what God said. Amen. Praise God. And it says, And it came to pass that in the 18th year of the king Josiah, that the king sent Stephon, the son of Azaleah, the son of, he sent a, 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 a scribe to the house of God. The temple of God, okay? And so the the, uh, the scribe went to the temple and he brought, uh, it says that he brought uh, silver to the temple to help rebuild the temple and to restore the temple and, and to pay for the, the restoration of the temple is what happened. I'm kind of summarizing here, skipping over some scripture because it's a lot. <clears throat> and so he went there and, and as he was at the temple, it says in verse 8, Hekiah, the high priest, said unto to Shaphan, that was the scribe that the king sent, he said, I have found a book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hekiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. <clears throat> and then if we skip down a little way, or if we go to verse 9, it says, And Shaphan, the scribe, came to the king, and he brought the king the word again, and he said, Thy servant have gathered money that thou was found in the house, and have delivered it unto the hand of them that do the work, that have oversight on the house of the Lord. And if we go to verse 10, it says, And Shaphan the scribe showed the king the saying, Hekiah the priest hath delivered me a book. So he showed him this book that the high priest found in the court, or in, in the uh, temple. And then Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass. When the king had heard the words of this book of the law, that he rent his clothes. It says that he rent his clothes. And it says in verse 12, and the king commanded Hekiah, the priest. <clears throat> See, what happened was the book they found was talking about false gods and idols. That, that it just so happens at this time in this reign that the people of Israel had been making false idols and they began serving false gods in Israel. And so they found the book in the temple, brought it to the king and it's speaking against false gods and against idol making. But that's what was happening in the city. But the king, the king he rent his clothes and he repented to God. And it says in verse 12, the king commanded Hekiah, the high priest, and Ahakam, the son of Shaphan, and and he, and he commanded them, saying, and it tells us in verse 13, Go you and inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all of Judah concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not hearkened unto us the words of this book to do according to to all that was written according to us. I find this very interesting. I didn't ask uh, Brother uh, brother Caleb to, to speak on any certain thing, but he spoke on something today, and he was speaking on, uh, on, on addictions that he battled, right? And he was speaking on a scripture that uh, about um, the Pharaoh and Moses. Pharaoh uh, just not hearkening to Moses, not hearkening to God what he was doing. And instead, he was entertained, right? And it didn't affect him until it happened 
to his son, right? So something happened to his son. Well, I'm here to tell you, our children, they see everything that we do. They know everything. And not just our children, but the other people around us. Our family members, they're watching us. Everything that they do. And we are a witness to everyone around us. And you see what happened here was that it, their fathers, it said, did not hearken unto the words of this book. And they did not teach them concerning what was in this book. And you see what happens. They, fall, they fell into false idols. You see. And you know what the Lord God says about false idols. He said in this book that he was going to destroy them who follow false idols. Amen. Praise God. So we go to verse 8. If we skip down to verse 18. It tells us, but to the king of Judah, which sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, as touching the words thou hast heard. <clears throat> Verse 19, because thine heart was tender, he said, because your heart was tender, the prophet told the king, because your heart was tender, that Thou hast humbled yourself before the Lord when thou heard what I spoke against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse and have rent your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. What happened here? There was conviction. There was conviction in the heart of the king. He read the words of God and there was conviction in his heart. There's a change. If you notice the testimonies that we had today so far, and, any, and most testimonies that you come across, there has to be a conviction. In order for us to repent, there needs to be a conviction. There cannot be repentance unless you have conviction in your heart. We need conviction. The Word of God needs to convict us. Amen. It doesn't, not offend us, convict us. And we got to be careful. That the word of God doesn't offend us, but it convict us and convicts us. And I'm here to tell you today, if you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, then you will want to obey every word that yeah. he has. Every word in, in this book is the word right. of God. And every word we should want to obey. If you love God, you're going to want to obey it. Amen. Yeah. So the word of God, when it, when it convicts us, that's what exactly what it needs to be doing. Convicting us and not offending us. Amen. Praise God. And then it says in verse 20, Behold, therefore, I will gather thee unto thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered unto the grave of peace, and thine eyes shall not see the evil which I bring upon this place. Praise God. Praise God. God honors it. When we're convicted and we repent, see, he, he turned to the Lord, he cried out, he rent his clothes, and he repented of what was going on in the kingdom of Judah. And God honors that. Praise God. He honors that. Yeah. Conviction is what I'm talking about this morning. Conviction. The word of God should convict you, not offend you. If you come into this place and the word of God offends you, then you're not here for the right reason. All right. Because the word of God should always convict you, not offend you. I'm here to tell you. Some things that are said behind this pulpit, whether it be by me or a visiting minister, might seem offensive, but I'm here to tell you, if it's in the word of God, don't take it that way. Don't right. take it that way. Be convicted. Be convicted. Yeah. The difference is, when you're offended, 
you turn away from it. When you're offended, you say, I don't want to hear that. Because, and what it is, is your flesh is overriding your spirit. Yeah. Your flesh overrides your spirit. You say, look, I'm, I'm not going to hear that. Even though it's the word of God. And you become offended. And the difference is, when you're convicted, you heard the word, you said, oh my, oh my Lord. I've been doing the wrong thing. Lord, help me, God. Lord, I'm sorry for what I've been doing. And, and even though it kind of hurts, it might hurt you a little bit right. to know that you were doing the wrong thing. That's why it's called conviction. Right. We need conviction in our lives. So I'm here to tell you, if you feel offended by the word of God, you're in here for the wrong reasons. Right. We're in this place because we love the Lord our God. Yes. Because we seek him. And we want to follow him in all of his ways. That's why we come to this place. We come to this place. Some people come to this place because they're broken. And that's why most of us come to the Lord is when we're broken. All right. And we're broken because we've been doing things we shouldn't have been doing. All right. And we've gotten to a place in our life where we said, I've had enough. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep living this way. I've been living for the world too long. Lord, I, I want to live for you. Lord, I don't want to live in sin anymore. I want to live for you, God. And we turn away from that and we turn towards God. And this is a great point that we're, <clears throat> this is a good starting point for conviction in our heart. Because we've already know what the world had to offer and it's been hurting us. And we've came to the bottom and we say, God, whatever you want, I'm going to do yeah. it. If you want this sin, take it. Take, I don't want that sin anymore. I want to live for you. And we're convicted. We have conviction. It's easy for us to get convicted then. But sometimes we've been living in, 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 in we've been living for God for a while and following his ways. But then something comes along that doesn't just jive up with exactly what we've been doing. And it says we've been doing something wrong. And we're like, oh, well, I, I, I don't know if I want to give that up, God. And we get offended instead of convicted. Conviction is important in our lives. We need conviction. <clears throat> Praise God. Talia told me about a. I'm not going to say where youth service which she had been to from between here and New York somewhere. And it was a youth thing going on and she was in the service and the minister began talking about holiness and righteousness. And some young people stood up and walked out of the service because they didn't want to hear it. They got offended. They got offended. But I'm here to tell you, not everybody walked out, did they? Not everybody did. The Bible tells us that some will be offended. Yep. There will be people that will be offended. And it's because they're there for the wrong reasons. Right. We come to this place because we love God with all of our hearts. And we seek him in all of his ways. And if we seek him in all of his ways, that's all of his word. He's speaking to us. We've got to obey his word no matter what it is. We've got to obey it. Let it convict us. Praise God. Romans chapter 3, and I'm here to tell you, 
None of us are perfect. None of us in this place are perfect. Not one of us in here. Not anybody that stands behind this pulpit or on this platform or in this church is without sin. Not one of us are completely holy and righteous. It tells us in Romans chapter 3 verse 10 as it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one, except for him. So I'm here to tell you, the word of God should bring conviction in your life. Because none of us are perfect. Amen. It tells us in Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. Praise God. Caleb was talking about heart being transformed. We've got to allow the Holy Ghost to transform our heart. And what we have to realize is that it, some people, when they get the Holy Ghost, it doesn't just happen overnight. Some things that it does. Sometimes somebody gets the Holy Ghost and they quit doing the drugs or they quit drinking or quit smoking or whatever it might be. Right then. But sometimes it don't happen just overnight and we've got to understand that. We've got to know and realize that, that if somebody got the Holy Ghost, sometimes it doesn't happen just like that. It takes time. It's okay. As long as we continue to walk for God, as long as we continue to walk after the ways of the Lord and seek Him in all of His ways and allow His Word to convict us and not to upset us and make us turn away from God. We've got to allow the Word of God to convict us. Praise God. <clears throat> tells us in Psalms 119 verse 165, Great peace have they which love the law Nothing shall offend them. We got to love the law and not let it offend us. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies and I love them exceedingly. We got to love the word of God. We got to want, we got to love God and his word and all of his ways. And in verse 168 says, I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. <clears throat> Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplications come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. Deliver me, Lord, according to your word. Amen. God's, God's laws, his commandments, his precepts are there for a reason. They're, and I talk about this quite often. They're there to protect us. Plain and simple. God doesn't tell you, no, you can't do that because he had a spite. No. He says it to protect us. I say it time and time again. We dress holy because we attract the right people, right? We don't dress immoral and modest because it attracts the wrong people. And the Lord knows this. And it's not just that. It's, it's everything that we do. It's everything that he commands of us. There's every, everything's for a reason. It's because he loves us and he wants the best for each and every one of us. 
And people say, oh, how hard it is to live for God. I got to give up this. I got to give up that. I, I, God doesn't want me to do this. And he doesn't want me to do that. I don't know if I can do that. That's too hard for me to give up. You see, the problem is they're not there for the right reasons if you're saying that. If you're saying that, if you hear the word of God, then it doesn't convict you. And instead, if it offends you, then you're there for the wrong reasons. And like I said, the word of God can convict you. And, it might, and sometimes it takes a little bit of time. That's understandable. As long as you keep walking towards God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We got to let the word of God convict us in this place. Yes. Like never before. Not offend us. The word of God should never should not offend you if you love him. Right. It will only convict you. Praise God. If you look at Ezra chapter 10. It tells, now when these things were done, the princes came to me saying, the people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the land, doing according to their abominations, even of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites. You see, the Lord was... Unhappy here with the people of Israel because they did not separate themselves from the people of the land. You see, all too often in the church, we haven't separated ourselves from the world. We got to make sure God has called us to be separate. He's called you to be separate from the world, different from the world around you. The world dresses one way, we dress another. The world looks one way, we look another. We're holy and righteous in this place. God has called you to be separate from the world. People know us. They know us by our actions. They know us by how we dress, what we look like. They know us by how we speak. If you just speak a bunch of mess that shouldn't be coming out your mouth, then how are they going to know you're any different from them? Amen. Praise God. The word of God needs to convict us in these days. Praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to try and hurry up a little bit here. Because I know we've gone a little bit of time. Had some testimonies. And I got one more testimony that we're going to share at the end of service today. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16. It says, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. The Holy Ghost that dwells in you, your body, is the temple of God. And it says, as God has said, I dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 17 says, wherefore come out from among them. Be you separate, saith the Lord. Touch not any unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be sons and daughters unto me, saith the Lord Almighty. Praise God. Hallelujah. we got to be separate from the world. You see, the word of God condemns people living for the world most of the time. I mean, not condemns. Sorry. It offends the people living for the world. There's going to be a lot of people that get offended by the word of God. 
But I'm here to tell you, we must be convicted by the word of God. And I'm here to tell you that there are some out there, if you tell them the word of God, they will be convicted instead of offended. They will. Praise God. We've got to have conviction. Without conviction, there is no repentance. Without conviction, you will not repent. You've got to have true conviction. Praise God. I'm getting ready to close if somebody wants to play some altar music this morning. Thank you for listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audio Cast.